All right, we're in the red zone. As I typically say, huge Lions game coming up on Sunday. If you're not in the know, I don't know how that's possible, but if you're not in the know, the Lions play the divisional round uh, this weekend against the Tampa Bay Bucks. After uh, defeating Matt Stafford and his Los Angeles Rams, we have a, a rarefied opportunity to go to the NFC Championship game. Three o'clock on Sunday, our good buddy Lomas Brown, nasty number 75, was up in the booth with Dan Miller. I watched the end call you guys made. Wow, was that a fantastic feeling up there or what? Oh, my God. You know what, man? I just let Dan just kind of marinate in that feeling because – that man has been going through a lot. What, seven, 18, I think this is his 18th year calling game. So think about what he's gone through. So he's lived it and called it and seen it. So, yeah, man, it was just great to see, like, him just, you know, being able to give that call. It was awesome. It was awesome, Chris. It was awesome. Yeah, look, let's not uh, deviate too much from the team and what's coming up, but you know, he should be recognized. Dan Miller is as good as it gets, if not better. The, he wears his heart on his sleeve. Is he not the, just absolutely the best we have? Hey, I tell him that all the time. I tell him that all the time. He's better than so many of those national guys. He could go national. He just loves Detroit. He loves the area. He loves his schedule without all the traveling. You know, so it's, it's just a better fit for him. But easily, hands down, he could be on the national stage anyway. My nickname for him is The Voice. That's all I yeah. call him, The Voice. That's it. He is The Voice. And you guys yeah. are you guys are great together. It's good chemistry. Lomas, with, with the Bucks coming in, Baker Mayfield's been on a bit of a tear. He's got his own really cool resurgence story after kind of bouncing around a lot. Going into this weekend, looking at the opportunity that lays ahead, it is a massive mistake for fans and certainly for the players. I don't think Dan would let them get to that point, but it's it's a mistake for us to look at this game as an easy win and just the next step. This is going to be a battle, isn't it? Oh, my goodness. I mean, as a guy that's played in two Super Bowls, yes, man, getting there. This, I mean, you like you say, you're on the climb right now. But, oh, my goodness, is this the best of the best? Think about it. This is it right here. These are all the teams that are left. And if you look at it, put the whole thing in contents, think about it. It's two games away from being in the Super Bowl. Just right. think about that. I mean, not since, go back to 1992 when we were in the NFC Championship game. I mean, we're two games away from the Super Bowl. I mean, if you put that into content about where this organization, this team, you know, this season, everything where it's all come from, we're that close. So, yeah, man, you're going to get the best of the best. You're going to have to execute at a high level to make it to the next round. I mean, that's it. I mean, you can't hide from the spotlight either. So if you do good, it's going to find you. You do bad, it's going to find you. There's no hiding in games like this right here. Right. And for all the talk, I've been pretty critical of this, and I, we don't need to get deep into it, but all the talk about 30-plus years of you know not being in the playoffs, winning playoff games, so and so forth. These guys were – most of them weren't born 30 years ago. That doesn't really have anything to do with them. That's more of a franchise conversation, management conversation. But as one of the youngest teams in the league, how do you gauge their readiness level, the anxiety level? Because when you listen to Hutchinson talk and you listen to Cam Sutton, and some of these guys are only a few years in, 
they they sound very very calm but confidently calm not arrogant but confident is that feeling going to continue into this week you think i mean i think so i mean again one of the biggest advantages you have in the playoffs is being at home man we're at home and we see what our home uh, uh, our home crowd can do in terms of affecting teams. I'm telling you, I've been on the opposite end. It shortens your playbooks. You can't hardly audible. I mean, you're nervous about getting off as an offensive lineman because you don't want to jump off sides. You know, it's all these other things you have to worry about as the opposing team compared to the home team that's amplified when you get in the playoffs. So, yes, they should feel confident. They've been playing. We've been playing well at at home. Um, and I, I think, like I say, our home crowd, it gives us a, a, an advantage. And this in the, it's a big advantage that we could take uh, take advantage of. So Dan yeah. Campbell knows this. The veteran guys that's been there in that locker room, they know this. It's just all about seizing the opportunity. And with Houston now back, he was activated late last night or or early today. This is about the healthiest this squad has been since week two, right? I mean, every, almost yes, everybody, almost every yeah. starter we want on the field is able to be on the field. And are we about to see, in your estimation, probably the best potential for performance we've had? I mean, we haven't had the whole group. We've been they've been piecemealing together all these plans, especially from Ben Johnson's side of the ball. Yeah, we could. We very well could because, again, you bring out your very best at this time and stuff, and I'm quite sure it's played that Ben Johnson has, that he's been sitting on. I'm quite sure some little wrinkles that Aaron Glenn has, has had that he's probably been sitting on, that he's probably going to unleash. You see everything come out at this time, and, yes, it should be a it should be a very compelling game. I'm just hoping, like I say, our old line. That's that's where the game is won and lost at, up on the line of scrimmage. And I know yeah. people, you know, they the casual person don't think about that. But the big boys, man, they've been doing it all year long. They, all they got to do is keep doing what they've been doing, man. And I think we're going to be all right on Sunday. Yeah, I hope so too. And I hope we get a – a sizable enough cushion in this one, a reasonable cushion, you know, seven points, 10 points, two possessions at a minimum that they can, that, you know, Ben specifically can hold back some of the fancy stuff, some of the more creative stuff and only use it if he has to, especially if we end up moving ahead another week and playing either what would be the, um, it wouldn't be the Green Bay Packers or the 49ers, right? Both of them would be a phenomenal matchup, but we had a little bad blood with those, with those guys from Green Bay. So. <laughs> That would not that be a story. Can you imagine that one? Oh, that now that would be the one. That would be a bloodbath here. It it'll be you remember when Dan came out and he said about biting kneecaps and, and leaving body parts. Man, I'm telling you, at the end of the game, they're gonna have to scrape up kneecaps and body parts off the end of the turf, man. Because that would be a war, bruh. That would be a war. That would be. A How's war. your what's what's your take? And I we only have a minute or so, and I don't. I, we don't need to go way down deep. But when you look at this hit last week that Kirby Joseph put on uh, uh, the, the tight end, whatever his Higby, right? And then you, you go yeah. back a couple of weeks with Hawkinson. When you look at these hits and you hear all the commentary, this is largely what the league has kind of insisted on in terms of you know anti-targeting with the upper chest and helmet and all that. 
when you, you've got to know Kirby Joseph, is there any inclination that you have that Kirby really was trying to hurt the guy or is this just no, a way? No, no, not at all. I think it's just a, a knee jerk reaction by a lot of people out there. St. Matthew was in the heat of the battle. That's why it's getting legs because it was coming from Matthew Stafford, basically. But I think it was just a, the heat of the moment. Matthew, when you're athletes, you say things out there on the field and everything. And then they show the picture of one of the Rams players going low on Sam Laporte. So, again, man, that it's just caught legs because the quarterback said it. And, of course, we know – what quarterback said, and then they just—that's why they're running with it. But sure. no, Kirby going going low on Laporta when you know Laporta's got a bad name. I know, I know. That's, even that's kind of worse. Now that's kind of worse to me than what happened to Higby. But you know, we'll see. But Kirby's my guy. I'm sticking up for Kirby. That's my guy. Yeah, I I figured you'd say that, and I I was hurt a little bit reading a lot of that because you know you don't want to disparage these guys, even when they get mouthy with each other. Sometimes you know we saw. Gardner Johnson kind of go after Baker Mayfield a little bit. And some of that's just poking and prodding and talk a little bit of trash, but you almost right. want everyone to just keep their head down and do what you're Thank supposed you. to do. Right. Thank you. Your adrenaline is flowing, man. You know what I'm saying? You got grown men out there. It's a lot of testosterone out there on the field, man. Hey, you got to take it out on somebody. So, Hey, that's what happens. <laughs> All right. We'll be listening to you and Dan up in the booth. Good luck Sunday. I know you'll be cheering just like we are. Hopefully we reconnect with you next week. Go live. Lions, love. All right, go Lions. All right, back with the movies in just a few minutes.